morning, afternoon, weekend, Monday, Friday, whichever it is to you, Ahedians. Welcome to my yet-to-be-named podcast, where we're going to be diving deep into the heart and soul of Ahedians and explore the vibrant tapestry of our company culture. I'm your host, Nick Rodriguez, and as a DEI and employer brand strategist at Ahed, I'm thrilled to bring you thought-provoking discussions, inspiring stories, and valuable insights from industry leaders, subject matter experts, and everyone in between. Whether you're in operations, people in culture, services, or simply someone passionate about cultivating a positive work environment, this podcast is for you. We'll be exploring a wide range of topics from professional and personal development to stories of impact and industry-relevant experiences. Our guests are going to be including industry pioneers, executive leadership, topic specialists, and innovative thinkers who have successfully impacted their team, clients, and community into beacons of positivity and success. We'll dive into the experiences, learning from their triumphs and challenges, and discover actionable strategies that we can implement in our own life. So join me as we embark on this exciting journey together, exploring the dynamic world of a head's culture. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and empowered to create an inclusive, thriving environment where all of us flourish. This episode is dedicated to Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm thrilled to have you join us as we shine a spotlight on the importance of mental well-being in the workplace and beyond. I'm excited to share some valuable resources, insightful discussions, and inspiring stories that will help us all prioritize our mental health. So in this episode, we have a lot in store for you. I'm gonna be talking about how you can win $100 by sharing positive mental health moments on thanks. I'll be giving an overview of a HEADS employee assistance program and how anyone can leverage this benefit for free. And after that, we're gonna do a quick interview with Stephen Ayub and Kevin Melker, a doctor pivoting to focus on mental health. They'll be discussing tips on how to boost your mental health. And then we're gonna end with a head CPO, Kristen, joining Stephen and Kevin and myself for a roundtable discussion where they share their personal experiences with mental health and explore what it means to them. They'll provide guidance on taking those first steps towards coaching and therapy, emphasizing the importance of seeking help when needed. So let's dive in. First, want to win 100 bucks? Ahead wants to hear how you support positive mental health moments in your life. What are the places, people, and practices that make you feel supported, calm, and comfortable? Share your moments on thanks, and you'll be entered to win a drawing for $100 on thanks, courtesy of the Total Rewards team. And entering, super easy. Visit the thanks link in the description, share how you boost your mental health, and make sure you include the hashtag my mind matters 2023 people have already gotten the party started so you can go and see what they posted for examples all right next up a heads employee assistance program this is an incredible resource available to all employees and their families this program provides confidential personal and web-based support on a wide range of topics that matter most to us we're talking stress management dependent and elder care nutrition fitness, and even legal and financial issues. It's a comprehensive tool to help nurture our well-being and create a supportive environment. You can learn more about the Employee Assistance Program and how to get started on the Total Rewards Archie page. You can also find that link uh, to that page in the description. All right, next up, we have an enlightening segment featuring a heads president, Stephen Ayub, and Kevin Melker, a distinguished doctor pivoting to mental health. They'll be sharing valuable tips and insights on how we can boost our mental health, offering practical advice that we can apply to our daily lives. So without further ado, 
Stephen, and Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? How you doing, Steve? Good, good. So I want to welcome Kevin uh, to joining us. And uh, as a quick intro, Kevin Melker is a longtime childhood friend of mine, and he has been practicing endodontics in Tampa for the last 15 plus years. Over the past six years, he's transitioned into focusing on mental health and how to uh, help people improve their mental health state. Uh, Dr. Kevin Melker has been, as I said, a, a childhood friend of mine, and I'm excited to ask him a few questions and get his perspective. So Kevin, welcome, and thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. Well, great. So give me your journey. Why did you start pursuing understanding, better understanding of mental health? And um, it's, it's a great question because I think at some point we all go through that journey where uh, most important thing right now is I think what we're talking about is to prioritize mental health. And so for me, the question ultimately became what defines success? And I think a lot of people can ask themselves that same question. You know, is it, um, you know, the job you have, the title you have, um, the influence you have, uh, your family, the car you drive, the house you have, the neighborhood you live, where your kids go to school. And so what was powerful for me, um, you know, some of us, we've got our goals and at some point we achieve those goals and we don't have that feeling that we had hoped for. And there was a line by Tony Robbins uh, that really hit me pretty, pretty heavily. He said, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And in context, he was speaking about Robin Williams and uh, his incredible life uh, and how he ended, um, you know, his life. And and uh, other examples like Michael Phelps, um, who greatest Olympian of all time and uh, is very open about his mental health struggles. And bringing that together, um, what we see is that no matter how we define success or what we think is going to bring us that feeling of contentment and happiness, if it's something external, there's been many people that have had much more of that and felt very empty very unfulfilled. And so what I realized is that how we feel in life, how we experience life is more a state of mind than what we have around us. And so learning about our mind, we start to understand that it's our mind that determines how we feel and the quality of our thoughts and our attitude and our perspective and really carries over to the choices we make, our relationships and our performance. And so it became very, very important to me to prioritize my mental health and my mind. And I think in helping people understand that the mind is a muscle. And so um, it just like any muscle, if we don't pay it attention, if we don't exercise it, then it will atrophy and it affects, it impacts every part of our life. And so I think just to touch on real briefly uh, what it means to exercise our mind um, essentially we go through life and we're either reacting or we're being living with intentions, meaning we're living along the lines of uh, our values. And so if you think about any exercise at the gym um, where you are actually pulling against resistance, we are all wired and programmed to really react emotionally in a lot of situations, um, chasing what feels good, avoiding pain and discomfort. And so every time we choose with intention to think 
make a choice or behave along the lines of our values instead of emotions, that helps to strengthen our mind. And a stronger mind means we're going to live and approach future moments with more intention and values rather than just emotionally reacting. That's great. That's great. Thank you for sharing. So, you know, what we talk about, about recommendations that you have for, um, for boosting mental health. You talked about exercising the mind, um, resisting against what the short the short term desire is for what you're trying to achieve long term. It's easy to say it. How do you do that? How do you start? Um, and how do you not just start, but how do you stay committed to doing that? It's a, it's a great question. And um, it really comes down to how important it is, um, the health of your mind. And so, it kind of, again, going back to what is the success, um, things in your life that are important to you. So uh, if it is your physical health, you know, how often are you going to the gym? You know, if it's your relationship, how often are you putting energy and effort into making that relationship better and stronger, um, whether it's work. Uh, so when you understand that at the top of all this, what makes it all work um, is your mind. Once you now have the motivation um, that you want to improve your mind, um, then it really comes down to becoming a learner and kind of building that desire to learn more about yourself. At the core of everything and mental health is really wanting to learn more about yourself. So whatever avenue that is, uh, whether it's psychology, whether it's spirituality, religion, neurochemistry, um, whatever part of it you do actually enjoy that, like you said, you'll stick with and you'll want to get excited and learn more every day. That to me is going to be the biggest benefit. So there are incredible avenues out there. Kobe Bryant had a great line. He said, you know, once he decided that he wanted to be great at basketball, he said, the world became my library. So if you decide that mental health is important to you and you want to focus and improve your mind, then you will start to realize there are so many avenues and um, podcasts, uh, YouTube channels, um, you know, whether it's church sermons, talking with friends, books, um, you know, going to see a therapist or a coach. Um, it's all incredible opportunities to improve your mind. It's really a matter of what you want out of it and just becoming a learner and wanting to learn more about yourself, um, which will cultivate more self-awareness. In the end, that's really the most important thing. Great. One last quick question for you, Kevin. Uh, somebody who wants to feel that they want to start with either coaching or therapy sessions, um, any advice that you can give them? Um, just truly wanting to, going in with the intention of wanting to learn about yourself. Um, a lot of things we do, we'll kind of do it to check the box. Um, we think it's the right thing. Um, but I think understanding why you're doing something is going to be the most valuable part of actually doing something. So like you said, whether it's a, you get recommended to a coach or a therapist, um, I think what will give you the most benefit is when you decide to do something, have a why. So I want to do this for my mind. I want to live my life as the creator of my life to live fulfilled instead of being a victim of circumstances and always reacting from emotions. 
And I think once you learn uh, whatever you take away, write it. And then to me, talk about it. Um, and I think the more you can get out of every moment and every conversation, every interaction, it's only going to help your mindset, your relationships, your career. And uh, so I do think that really having an understanding of why you're doing something that's going to really empower you to take that, carry that over into your life, be more consistent with it and improve your life from it. Great. And I think one, one key thing you said it's important is talking about it. Uh, you've been a great friend for me to me for the past you know, 20 years. And uh, you're the person I go to all the time when I have to talk about anything. And I can, uh, I can tell you that uh, it's a huge help. So love you for that, my man. I appreciate you for being here. And uh, thank you for the wisdom. Well, I think this is one time we've got the audience to prove uh, you've inspired me and major, major, major gratitude to you. I can't thank you enough. So thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. All right. What an amazing segment by Stephen and Kevin. We're going to be inviting Kristen in for a larger roundtable discussion throughout our discussion. We're going to be hoping to spark conversations, break down barriers, and foster a culture that values mental health as an essential part of our overall well-being. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're all in this together. So get ready to be inspired, informed, and empowered as we celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month. Let's take care of ourselves and create a supportive, compassionate community that promotes mental well-being. Without further ado, Stephen, Kristen, and Kevin. I am joined today by AHEADS President Stephen, AHEADS CPO Kristen, and Stephen's friend, Dr. Kevin Melker. Thank you to everyone for joining me today. I'm excited to have everyone here today to discuss mental health and reduce the stigma associated with discussing it. And I'd like to get started with some questions. First being, very important, define what mental health means to you. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick on Stephen, absolutely, go for it. So mental health, to me, it refers to your emotional, physiological, and social well-being, and really understanding um, how that affects your behavior. Um, I believe it affects everything from the way that you think, from the way you feel, and ultimately the way you behave. Um, and so if you put that together, if you don't focus on your, on your mental health, it can impact everything in your life, from your relationships, uh, your work performance, and your overall and most important quality of life. So I think it's the most important part of your life uh, because it affects every single aspect of your happiness. And at the end of the day, that's all that really matters is how happy you are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kristen, how about you? Yeah, I think that's great. I would, I'll build a little bit on Stephen because I would have said very similar things there. I think it, uh, I think it's your state of being, and I think it affects how you live your life. It affects how you deal with people, how you deal with stress, how you manage just the ups and downs of what is modern life. Um, and I think in the last few years, I've come to realize that I can't do my job, be the wife, mother, friend, sister, daughter that I want to be if I'm not focused on this, because just life is too tough. It's just there's a lot of things coming at us. So I think it's important that we think about it and that we really um, define it for ourselves and then live our best life that we can by focusing on all parts of our being. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. I mean, you even just kind of mentioned it in, in all the kind of roles that we play within our own lives, right? And, you know, that's a lot to juggle with all the other external factors. So um, I really appreciate your answer. Thank you. Kevin, anything to add to that? 
Ah, those were awesome. <laughs> I, I think at the core of it, you know, it's 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 those things at its essence, and you know, in every facet of our life, are we approaching the moment with intention and direction, and becoming the best version of ourselves and elevating others, or are we reacting from emotions and? Um, essentially being a victim of circumstances and uh, chasing immediate gratification. And um, I think mental health, uh, the, the strength of our mind is what actually allows us to do the, the former and uh, drive us to be the, the best version of ourselves and, and make everyone else the best version of themselves. Yeah. And, you know, everything that I'm hearing from all three of you are definitely resonating with me. And what I'm thinking about is that I, I don't like for me, mental health just isn't like, there isn't like, oh, check, we made it. I'm now good at mental health. And like, it's just done. Like, I feel like it's a, it's a journey and it's a lifelong one, right? Like there are good days, there are bad days. How are we going to navigate it? And how are we going to learn the lessons from the good ones? And how are we going to learn the lessons from the bad ones too? And kind of like build on that sort of thing. So really appreciate everyone defining that. Um, now that we kind of know and understand uh, how we are defining mental health, I'd love to hear how we all cope with mental health. Uh, and we can start with Stephen again as well. Right. So the way that I cope with mental health is <clears throat> number one, which is probably the hardest to start, is be vulnerable. Uh, be vulnerable. Talk about it. Um, I have uh, many sounding boards, uh, Kevin being one of them. And the more you talk about problems that, that you're having, uh, issues, uh, you realize that it takes the weight off of your shoulder. Uh, second is who you surround yourself with. You surround yourself with positive people. You surround yourself with people who, who add value to your life. You surround yourself with people who make you feel good, who bring you up, who are positive. Uh, that is so impactful to, um, to, to me and making sure that my mental health is extremely, uh, is, is extremely strong. But the second that I get around negative people, the second I get around uh, a negative situation, I try to remove myself because I feel how it impacts me uh, instantly. So that's, that's what I do. But again, start with, with being vulnerable and, uh, and talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. Vulnerability is key. Uh, Kristen, uh, any thoughts on that as well? How do you cope with mental health? Yeah, I think that for me, it's, um, pardon me, <clears throat> um, for me, the pandemic really taught me a tremendous amount. Um, as most can imagine, or anyone who spent time with me, I usually go 24-7. And so I really had to learn how to listen to my body and listen and feel the stress. Um, and one of the blessings of the pandemic was I got to spend a lot more time by myself in my home office um, working instead of being surrounded by a lot of people. And what that taught me was to really feel my stress, which I don't think I ever had really done. You know, I hadn't really acknowledged when I was feeling stressed that I needed to just stop. Um, I try and practice breathing exercises that allow me to just kind of stop, take five deep breaths and then start over again to slow myself down. And when I feel that stress or that emotional state coming, I try and do that. And I think one of the nice things about uh, about the pandemic, the video calls, which I'm getting tired of, as probably everyone else is, is you can kind of do that where when you're in the moment, sometimes you can't do that when you're face to face. And so now I'm much better at it face to face than I was a few years ago. Um, the other thing that I had to learn being kind of a working mom and, and you know, 
career and balancing all these other things that I do in an executive role was I had to be able to stop and do things for myself. I think I came way less. I probably was 10th on the list of things that I did any self-care for. Everyone else came before me. Um, and I thought if you took care of yourself, you were weak. You didn't need to do that. That was, you know, your job was to nurture and take care of everyone else, especially when you're in a role like I do, focusing on people all the time. Um, so I really learned how to just stop and laugh and take time for myself and be alone with myself, whether it was reading, taking a walk, just sitting in quiet, listening to music. Um, and it's really helped me. And I will go and maybe I should be doing laundry and maybe I should be going to do, you know, clean out the garage. Instead, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to go grab a friend and go for a walk and we're just going to laugh. And it's made a huge difference for me. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, resonating with a lot of that, I think for me, one of the key things is communicating. I'll definitely bottle up. And I'll let all of that kind of like build in, uh, uh, like build up with inside of me. And I feel like, you know, when you're not speaking about it, you're just uh, <laughs> letting it manifest. It's brewing, sort of thing. right? It's just brewing. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, having someone to talk to is super important. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough to uh, have my wife and she's an amazing listener and partner and everything. And she's the one who's like, let's be doing, let's get on the walks. Let's do this. And this is our time to kind of like decompress and get out of our space. Right. I think, you know, especially working from home, all of a sudden it's like living room, living room, living room. That's where I'm working. That's where I'm relaxing. That's where I'm eating. That's where I'm doing all of these other things. And I just need to change a scene and kind of like yes. to get out there and get some fresh air and, and have someone to talk to. So I think it's really important. Um, Kevin, I'd love to get uh, your insights on how you cope with mental health. Well, everything you say from who you surround yourself by to how aware you can be of your feelings and emotions and your thoughts and giving yourself that space and time to really be intro reflective, you know, and, and um, one, one other thing I could just say that helped me tremendously is there's a book um, by Nassim Taleb called Anti-Fragile. And I thought it was an interesting point. Um, what he talks about is that everything on the planet has a breaking point. So the more stress you apply to anything, whether it's a metal or an object, or it will eventually break. The only thing that's anti-fragile, which means the more stress you apply, the stronger it gets, is the learner. And so, in other words, the more we're committed to learning about ourselves, I think the more uh, we strengthen our mind, the more resilient we are in life. Um, the more able we are to overcome obstacles and, like I said, to, to reach our potential and to, to elevate others. So to me, really just learning, whether it's the mind, whether it's the body, the emotions, um, relationships, uh, you know, I think anything you can learn uh, about yourself, I think, will, will contribute to mental health. Yeah, fantastic. Love that. Um, and I think, you know, we're talking about talking about mental health and everything. And um, I think it's really great that we're already here and, you know, four people on a call talking about um, the importance of it and how we cope and everything. But I think a lot of the times it can be very difficult to talk about mental health um, because there's like a stigma associated with it. And I'm curious to hear everyone's thoughts on how can we reduce the stigma associated with discussing mental health? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. I think that, um, I think talking about it and, and creating forums like this, where whether it's in your personal space or it's in your it's in your uh, workspace, you know we feel at ahead it's really important to allow people to have a space to talk about this. 
Um, and I know for myself, being in the workforce for um, years that I won't announce here, um, they have, it's changed dramatically. You know, so just, uh, you know, personal story for me, it's, you know, I have a, a younger sister that struggled with anorexia for many, many years, was diagnosed when I was first working I wouldn't have told a soul about that. You know, was that family shame? Was it, what was it? I don't even know what it was. And then over the years, it became obvious that if I told that story, there were people in my own community, whether it was work or personal, that were going through the same thing or had a child that was going through it. So I started talking about it. But the better part of this story or is, or one that maybe I'll be shameful about is, you know, she was diagnosed the year after that with severe depression and potential bipolar. It took me 20 years to ever tell anyone that. You know, and I think that goes back to the stigma where, you know, oh, I, you know, no one should know anorexia is okay. That's a physical thing that people see and it's a sickness. And at the same time, so is severe depression and bipolarism. Um, and so it's been interesting over the last kind of 10 years where that story has come out more. And I hear people talking about it. I tell the story. I mean, she's absolutely thriving, but she's thriving because she takes her medication every day. She meets with a therapist every week and she works really hard on it. Um, but there was a stigma against, wow, is there something wrong with our family? Is our DNA broken? Is there something that's not right there? Um, and that's absolutely not true. And as I, the more I talk about it, the more people say, I struggled with the same thing, or you know what, I have a family member, or you know what, I've, I've dealt with the same thing. Um, you know, I sat around the table with a group of women my age that all are raising kids and working and have teenagers. And the topic we were discussing was kind of what anti-anxiety medication are you on and what dosage? That wouldn't have happened, you know, three years ago. Um, so I think it's healthy to talk about it. I think it's healthy to share those experiences. And I think in these cases, you know, people got help and they realized that it was something that could be treated and it was something that was really important to treat. And now they're living their best life, but they wouldn't have been if they didn't acknowledge it. So I think that stigma is still there. And I think, you know, programs like this um, and talking about it and sharing the experiences that, you know, Dr. Kevin is and, and getting help is super important. And no one should be embarrassed or worried about the stigma that comes with that because, we're all dealing with it in some format. No one, no one has a perfect well-being uh, or perfect uh, mental. Uh, maybe, maybe Stephen does, but outside of that, uh, no one does. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. And thank you so much for sharing. I think it's important to kind of what I was talking about earlier, like communicate. And uh, you know, sometimes all it takes is one person asking, "How are you doing?" or just kind of one person being vulnerable and sharing that they have had those experiences. It lets other people know that they're not alone and that it is okay to talk about it. Um, Stephen, love to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, I'll make a brief. Uh, I think we're all broken, like every last one of us. We all have our own experiences. We all lived our own circumstances. We all have our own perspective. And every single person is, is broken to some degree. And how you deal with that, how you create a positive um, experience from whatever happened to you when you were young or what continues to happen to you ultimately is gonna determine your, your, your state of being. So um, look around. Uh, the person to your left, the person to your right, the person you idolize on, whether it be an athlete on, on TV or, or a, you know, a, a close to your friend or family member. And um, I think that just puts everything in a perspective that, 
that, that that nothing is wrong with you. It's just it's just we all are dealing with our own stuff at any given point in time. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, kind of like what you're talking about, it's easy to look over and be like, man, they got it all made. But we actually don't know what people are going through in their own personal lives. And I think it's really important to kind of um, have that perspective. Thank you for sharing, Stephen. Uh, Kevin, thoughts on um, how we can uh, reduce the stigma associated with discussing mental health? I think it one of the things Steve said at first was vulnerability. And I think it's interesting. Uh, Brene Brown, who's one of the experts in courage, uh, says one of the fundamentals of courage is, is being vulnerable, which mm-hmm. at first doesn't sound like it goes together. But I think as, as people start to realize that being vulnerable, transparent, expressing yourself is a power um, not only to heal yourself, but to heal others. Uh, I think that is that as we start to share more, um, I think uh, we will be more accepting. It will be more mainstream to talk about your mental health. Um, we all kind of see physically what's going on and we have no problem talking about, you know, what's going on with uh, clients in the, in the workspace and, um, you know, with the, the job or the family. But I think at some point it's going to become um, uh, e- even more accepted to talk about what's going on in your, your mental space. And so uh, I just think it's uh, we're moving in a great direction. I think. Awareness is being raised. I think uh, the media does highlight, unfortunately, what happens to high profile people that we all look and say, well, they've got it made. Everything looks amazing. And we're starting to realize it's really not what's on the outside that determines the quality of your life, but what is going on inside your mind. So I think more awareness, more conversations. Honestly, people like Steve that I've always looked up to my whole life coming out and saying, I've got my things. (laughs) We've all got our things. That's powerful. Um, and I think the more you do learn about yourself, the more you realize we are wired to have the negative self-talk, to feel off. Uh, it's a part of being human. Um, and so once we can accept that, we're more able to let go and, and, and thrive. So, Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I'm going to just say it right now. I'm already feeling better about just things, just talking with the three of you today. And it's, it, it, I don't know, I'm getting a little... A tingling feeling, but um, it, it's it's amazing, and and I really appreciate everyone's time. Um, I got one more question uh, for everybody, and I think um, you know it's a perfect segue into this. What advice would you offer to someone looking to start seeking therapy or coaching? I know that uh, Stephen and Kevin, you two talked about this in your last segment, so I'd love to start with Kristen and hear what her th- thoughts are. Yeah, no, happy to. I think that. Um, you know, to build off something that Kevin was saying, I, I say all the time, it's like, you know, human beings are human and humans are not perfect. And uh, Brene Brown is one of my uh, my favorite people. Uh, and if anyone has not read any of her stuff and you're interested in this topic, please do. She's got some great material, great podcast as well that you can listen to. Um, you know, I think for me, it, the biggest thing is to get over the stigma, at least individually, you know, don't wait. I mean, I wish I had started talking to someone years ago when I thought, oh, I can manage it all. I'm fine. I can I can work through this. Um, And it's really been a game changer for me to just have someone that's a neutral party um, to talk to about things and to just have them challenge me in the way I'm thinking about things and really test my my thoughts. So my biggest advice would be don't wait. Um, Don't be embarrassed. You know, go make an appointment with someone or find someone that you can talk to. You know, and I think when we're since we're in the ahead setting right here now, you know, ahead has an incredible benefits plan. One of the best that I've seen in my history and my in the industry is to say so I would say go leverage that. You know, we've got coverage for therapy. We've got coverage for prescriptions. We also have 
an amazing EAP line, which is the employee assistance program that you can call into anonymously and talk to someone. So if you need support, just don't wait um, and try it. You know, if it doesn't work for you, you can always change it or do something else. But don't feel like you need to carry that burden on yourself. Um, there's a lot of amazing professional people in this space doing incredible work. Um, and I just don't think anyone will regret going and trying to get that help. Uh, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Um, Stephen might be a little hard to follow that, but I'd love to get your thoughts on it too. Yeah. The first step, no matter what you do, is always the hardest step. So just taking the first step um, and then it ends up being easier after that, that first step. Uh, keep an open heart because, you know, the more love you have, the more it controls your, your brain. So just, just start by having an open heart. And, um, and you know, the, the third thing that I always tell people is what helps me personally is, is exercise, you know, exercising the body. It just, it, 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 it creates endorphins that just help my mind. It helps me think. And, um, and it just goes a long way. So, you know, first step, a lot of love from the heart and uh and you know just just for me personally it's it's exercise and uh hopefully you're well on your way from there awesome absolutely definitely agree with that um kevin i know that in your last segment you kind of shared some tips and advice i'd love to hear if there's anything else you'd like to share with uh the rest of the people listening yeah th those are awesome and I mean, I guess just to kind of reinforce that uh, whatever you're going through, however you feel, whatever thoughts you have, whatever your life situation is, the reality is everyone else uh, is going through the same thing. Uh, you may not see it um, and uh, they may not express it uh, or they may even express something that looks a lot different than what they're going through. But the reality is uh, and that this is what I love about mental health is the more you learn. And I hate to keep harping on learning, but the more you learn about the anatomy, the biology, the brain, the neurochemistry, our hormones, our body and our mind, you realize we're all fundamentally the same. And so whatever is going on inside your mind, other people, all humans are wired the same. And so we may cope with it differently, but um, I think just understanding that how you are and what you're going through is normal actually. And you know, try if you can every day, just to do one thing. So whether you want to learn a little something or like Steve said, exercise or, you know, whether we, I, I love the idea of breathing. You know, I think that's phenomenal and understanding why you breathe and whether it's like maybe one day doing like a little cold shower, you know, something that's a little different to feel a little different physically. And then you can sometimes get access to that mental space, but um, please accepting how you are is actually normal. And then just, you know, realizing you have the power to move forward. Um, and, and it's all there. Uh, I think once you make that decision, I want to take control of my life, become a little more positive. Um, you will start to see all the opportunities. Um, so, you know, please, uh, uh, and you, you've got such an incredible community at ahead. I mean, let's face it to me, that's amazing. Um, you know, uh, I think really that's, um, you know, please take advantage of the tools you have and the people and the people you have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, Chris and Steven, Kevin, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I know I learned a lot. I hope everybody listening has learned some uh, uh, plenty too. And I think there's a lot of ways that we can get started and kind of, you know, start breaking down the stigma and, and start boosting our own mental health. So uh, again, thank you for your time today. And I really appreciate each and every one of you. Yeah.
Great. Thank Glad Nick. to be here. Thank you. Okay. Chris awesome. Nick, nice to meet you. Yes, yeah, nice to meet you as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you for joining me on this episode dedicated to Mental Health Awareness Month. We've explored the significance of prioritizing mental well-being in the workplace and beyond, shared valuable resources, and listened to inspiring stories. Take advantage of a HEADS Employee Assistance Program, a valuable resource that provides confidential support on various topics. And share your positive mental health moments on Thanks for a chance to win $100 on Thanks. We've also had the pleasure of hearing from Stephen and Kevin, who have shared insightful tips on boosting mental health. And in our roundtable discussion, a head CPO, Kristen, joined us to delve deeper into personal experiences and highlight the importance of mental health. As we conclude this episode, let's continue the conversation, break down stigmas, and foster a culture that values mental health. Together, we can create an inclusive and thriving environment where everyone belongs. But before I wrap up, I want to hear from you. Our amazing Ahedians, I value your input and ideas, and I want to make this podcast a collaborative experience. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover, guests you'd love to hear from, or any suggestions to enhance our discussion on Ahed's culture, I encourage you to reach out to me. Take care of yourself, reach out for support when necessary, and let's build a compassionate community that prioritizes mental well-being. Thank you for joining me on this journey, and I look forward to having you with us in future episodes. Stay tuned. Stay well and stay ahead, ahead of you.